Hello, amazing church, Hello. and th- thank you for joining us again for episode two of uh, our quick catch-up in between Sundays as we go through this incredible series called yeah. Move Again as we look through the book of Exodus. And I've got uh, my guest today, as always, <laughs> Mark Van Pleasant. It is me. And, uh, and we just had a, an amazing Sunday this past week as we have been pressing on through the book of Exodus. We're racing through it by allowing the truth of Jesus to grip our hearts. Yeah. And um, Mark, before we get to the actual content, you got to preach across most of our campuses on yeah. Sunday. How, how's it to be? back in the room in the different environments that we call life changes. Yeah, it's quite it was a phenomenal amazing. Thing. Lots of faces, lots of stories. As the world is opening up, we'd love to see you. We want to be together. It's just something amazing yeah, about being together. Brilliant. And the privilege of getting across to our Century City campus in between our table services, which we don't do every week, but every now and again, it's just fun. It's yeah. awesome. Get to be with the different communities. God is doing amazing things. He's also doing really cool things in our evening services. Yeah. And maybe you're in the morning, you're going away for the weekend, you're saying, do I come in the evening? Yeah. Well, come. Come through Tableview PM. We have kids' facilities. We have everything available. There's food afterwards. There's lots of fun. People stay and watch the football afterwards. Um, Century in the city at 5 p.m. as well. An incredible community yeah. that gather at St. Andrew's Presbyterian. We had uh, baptisms there for the first time yeah, outside. And we had communion in, in the heart of our city. So, just, uh, what a privilege. Eh? Amazing. And, and you preached uh, the second part of our series. Yes. We started last week looking at Exodus 1 to chapter 4, yeah. which is around this, the, the promises of God being remembered. Yeah. God saying, I am a God who has seen, I've heard, I remembered my covenant, and I've come down to act. And, uh, but this week, you pushed us on in chapter 5 through to almost the beginning of chapter 12, yeah. actually end of chapter 12, and uh, a large chunk of scripture. But this incredible story of God, in a sense, flexing his might and his power yeah. and a dis- uh, bringing like some reality to this cry of let my people go. Um, maybe tell us about what you loved preaching. What, what for you was like, obviously it's a well-worn text. We've watched the movies. We've, yeah. The narrative is familiar. But maybe preaching at this time, what was fresh and real to you? It's just been such a highlight. Even I watched that movie, the Exodus movie with my kids. We've been that, reading uh, the Prince Bible. Prince of Egypt? Yeah, no, yeah. not Prince of Egypt. Oh. We watched that as well years ago. But the big movie, the oh, Hollywood, uh, oh, yeah, what's his yeah. name? Um, Anyway, big that producer, yeah, yeah. that guy, you know that guy. And um, we've been watching <laughs> with my kids. We've then been reading the Bible over, explaining um, and understanding the plagues. But just this revelation that uh, God is, will have his glory. Yeah. And um, he also, his mission and desire to see people free from any oppressor, mm. any oppressor, even ones that... You know, the challenge is people have these acceptable oppressors in lives. And I mentioned on Sunday, but even like debt has become this acceptable oppressor, uh, oppressor, whether it is emotional, financial, take financial debt. It's like, why is it so acceptable and accepted in society that man is in these deep, deep levels of debt? And we have these whips and chains beating down on us called compound interest. I honestly think God wants to bring a revelation that just because you can borrow it, you loan it, and a bank says you can't, doesn't mean you can afford it. There's some realities that in our sexuality, in our mindsets, in our emotional capacities, and and health, actually there's an oppressor at play that loves to keep God's people down. And there is God who on the other side of that is going to flex every muscle. He wasn't doing a talent show like frogs. and He wasn't doing that. He was revealing to each of those gods that there is one king. There is one Lord. He is above it all, beyond it all. And there is no power on this earth that can even come close. Absolutely loved it. He keeps doing that. I loved loved it in the sense of uh, there was that one you said that one of the first acts was when it turned saying um, Aaron's staff became a snake. And then then, then that snake ate up the, the, the other magician's snakes. Maybe talk to us, what was the significance of that? Because I thought you said there's something profound there. It was almost like it was a, a, God who, you know, a, a God who's on the front foot, a God who's not yeah. in the background, a God who wants to... Well, the funny thing, that's yeah. not even one of the plagues. Yeah. That was like 
the upright conversation um, and, and Pharaoh, you said, yeah. Yeah, Pharaoh in, in Exodus 5 goes, who is this Lord? Why should I listen to him? Yeah. He just dismisses God because in Pharaoh's world, there are 2,000 deities, 2,000 gods, mm. and Pharaoh just dismisses the Lord. Yeah. And so God says, I'm going to make a first impression of Pharaoh. And on Pharaoh's head every day, as part of his headwear, you know, yeah. Pharaoh looked good in the movies. <laughs> and it's a good, on his headwear every day, he wore this, this um, incredible dress. But on the top of that was this a cobra snake yeah. standing out. And above, on his head, he wore a snake every day. Yeah. And right up front, before the plagues, God gives Pharaoh the ultimate warning. Yeah. He just says, actually, as that Aaron's rod it turns into a snake, eats up all your magicians, all your power, all the things that you establish. Yeah. Says, I'm making a statement. I'm coming for your head. And, <laughs> and, and a Come statement. On. And I wish, I wish Pharaoh had got it. But the pride of yeah. man and the, the power and the, the desire yeah. of an oppressor to not let go. Oppressors yeah. don't let go easily. Yeah. We see it in our nation and our world. We're seeing it right now playing out in our world. Oppressors don't give up easily. And, and yet there's a God in heaven who's so committed to the freedom of his people, Come on. he'll take the heads of kings. I think it's relevant to us today because I think we've forgotten that we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but yeah, against yeah. powers and principalities of darkness. Yeah. And you took us through the, the ten plagues, and, and you said these weren't just random acts. Uh, you took us through the reality that, that each one was systematically God dismantling the gods of Egypt, where they found their source of power and comfort and solace and yeah. joy, and actually saying... And provision, saying God is coming after every sort, from the Nile to the, all the way through to the sun god Ra. Maybe why is that so applicable to us today? It's not a history lesson of hey, this no. is what was, and maybe we can leave it in the Old Testament. Oh, that's the Old Testament, a bit dramatic. But actually, no, we still serve a God who wants to bring freedom against spiritual yeah. darkness and oppression in our lives. And and the challenges in our world, in in most Pharaoh's world, and Moses's world, the gods were on display. Yes, the gods with small with small letter G's, yeah. and, and they were on display. They were built into big statues. They were everywhere, and they were talking about Ra and Heket and all these different gods. Yeah. And you would see them in people's yeah. world. The problem in our world, they're also on display, yeah. but they don't present themselves as gods in people's yeah. minds. And yet, there's idolatry everywhere. And God wants to rid the wow. church because God is so jealous. Yeah. God on. is a jealous God. That's what Exodus yeah. reveals to us in Deuteronomy. God reveals Himself. He says, "For I, your God, am jealous." Yeah. Brilliant. And, and when we understand that God is not jealous in a human dynamic of jealousy, yeah. He's jealous as in, a, in the purest and most holy form of jealousy for the affections of His people Beautiful. and their attention and their focus, that He wants to rid us and yeah. strip out and expose the gods of our age. And there are gods yeah. of our age. I mean, flip, I, I, I look at Instagram and I realize gods of our age are played out and people are dying. And I mentioned Sunday, people thought it was classic because I watched a documentary about the Brazilian butt lift and people are dying <laughs> getting this Brazilian butt lift. Yeah. And I'm going, in what world would we, would we sacrifice our lives on an altar yeah. Yeah. to get something that the world is saying now is popular? Just to make it clear, I haven't watched this documentary. <laughs> but you uh, might consider uh, it. I might consider it now, but it's not often at my, uh, my, my, my highest priority. Yeah, I've got to watch no that, but, idea but why thank I you for that. thank no. you for doing that research for us, Mark. I thank really appreciate you. it. It's really helpful for us as a church. But, oh. but you're right. I think it is. And we laugh and mock it. But actually, no. these are things that are... They, can, they come and present to themselves as, as small things, but yeah. actually they're real in people's hearts. And they grip our hearts. No, 100%. I mean, yeah. the biggest God of the day was Ra. He was the guy, Ra. And in this understanding of Ra, there's this greatest source of power is Ra, the sun. Wow. God says, I'm just going to block out the sun for three days. Mm. Now, maybe you're watching this and you're saying, Mark, Wikipedia told me it didn't happen. It could never happen. Yeah. No, I know Wikipedia will tell you. There's a million things in the Bible. A man doesn't rise from the dead. That doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. 
And so you can go that route or you can say the Bible represents God's story to us, shows us what he's done for his yeah. people, and he'll do it again. And if God needs to block out the sun Come on. to get your attention, God will block out the sun. Yeah. And, and that's what we've got to understand, that yeah. as much as there are these pretender gods who can do things like give life and can do things like turn some water into blood, and there's a point they come where they, this is the finger of God. We can do no more. Yeah. Didn't take long for them to get yeah. there. And eventually God says, I'm even going to isolate my own people from these plagues. Yeah. And he, he separates Geshen. He, he separates the Israelites. He says, I'm not going to yeah. give you these afflictions. So I just love God revealing himself and making this first impression on love Pharaoh. It. But also not just to the Israelites, but to the Egyptians. Yeah. To and the I, Egyptians. I think what we've been saying, the premise of the series is we're saying this is something that happened. Yeah. But it's also something that happens. And we've got to keep our hearts in faith in that reality because we know that God is serious about our freedom. And I yeah. think we've become so blasé about it. We allow ourselves to be enslaved and we're happy to be Christian but just not ultimately free. Almost we become okay with this. Well, the this problem is they'd, they'd been in slavery for 430 years. Yeah. This was generational. This yeah. was normal. This is normal life for an Israelite. We are born into slavery. Oh, there's your chains yes. and there's your whipping on a Monday. And yeah. the problem is we live in a world where it's become normal, it's normal to be now. in slavery yeah. to something. And God's saying, it's not normal, guys. It's not normal. I, I came to tear off the chains. Come I on. came to bring freedom. I came yes. to make a way where there was no Come way on. so that men and women who were maybe born into slavery and brokenness yeah. see it set free. I love it. Don't tell me about those chains. Yeah. Tell me about the freedom of the that broke the chains. Mm. And, and that's the story we tell. And this book of Exodus is not just a, oh, well, this happened in the Bible. Mm. We have to. No, yeah. we are fighting for something here. And, and maybe the, the first revelation, maybe watching now, is maybe do the, the question, go before God and stop yeah, asking awesome. for another satisfaction of an idol. Yeah, very good. Can I challenge us? It's like, God, I yeah, need yeah. that upgraded car and I need that wow. increased salary so that I can satisfy mm. the cry of my idol. No, stop it. Sit down before God and say, God, mm. reveal my idols yeah. so that you can get all the glory in my life. And, and uh, we're not messing around. God keeps going for the heads I love that. of pretender gods. And as we almost want to wrap this up, but I just love the way that you landed saying all the way through God was flexing his muscles and the, the Israelites were just, uh, just watching. Yeah. Uh, just watching God act on their behalf. But then for the last plague uh, the, the, where the angel of death passed over and then killed all the firstborn Egyptians and it was on that back of that one that Pharaoh said, fine, you can go. It was the first one that he asked yeah. him to participate in. Yeah. What is, what is symbolic or powerful no, just, about that? I, he just asked him to make the mark. He mm. said, okay, you're this oppressed people. I'm sending you free. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Take this perfect lamb, a picture of Jesus. Yeah. Put that blood on the frame of the door all the way around. Mm. And, and as I pass through and take the firstborn of every house where the marking isn't, yeah. which is tragic. That you're talking two-month-olds two to 20-year-olds to older, firstborn yeah. in every house. It, it says there was not a house in Egypt where there was not death. Not wow. one house wow. of the Egyptian people. God says, but to my people, make your mark. And I think in these times of fear, chaos, mm. and craziness, it's time for the people of God to make their mark with the blood of Jesus. Come on. We don't make our yeah. mark by, by a statement on Facebook. We make our mark by getting up every morning, remembering the perfection of the cross, yes. and saying, God, I'm making my mark. I have been marked, washed clean by the perfect blood of Jesus that mm. never fails. And we walk Come out to the world, and that's the mark upon that's our it. lives. Yeah. That the only thing that matters and counts. I love and it. so I'm so excited for what God is doing in this series. Yeah. I, I love the privilege of preaching. I know that we've got a lot more to come. And we've got Terry mm. Virgo this weekend, which yeah. we just going to jump in. And Terry's been preaching Exodus and just written a book wow. about Exodus. 
first, so Come I don't on. know so what Terry's going to preach knows on. Coming. And and but make sure you don't miss out. So we're super excited. Maybe that's a good place just to land, just to let people in behind the curtain. You, we're reading Exodus, and it's a book that we've probably read a lot of times in yeah. our lives. And uh, every year, you know, as part of this, in February, you seem to if you do a Bible in a year, you get to Exodus. You're reading it, but maybe with a fresh set of lenses. You're reading with your family, your boys yeah. at different yeah. stages. Uh, how, how can people read the Bible that? Maybe tell us about your prep last week. you reading these chapters that you're familiar with, the plagues. You've seen this. Uh, wh- how do you do that? And so how do you posture yourself say, God, speak to me afresh? Yeah. What are some of the lenses? The, honestly, the craziness, I meet with people. I sit with them and they go, oh, how did God show you that? Like, there was some download from heaven. No, I read the Bible. Yeah. Take the Bible. Yeah. Open it to the book and just start reading. And say, Holy Spirit, show me Jesus. Mm. Holy Spirit, show me the Father. Holy Spirit, show me what you want to say yeah. to me at this time. And, and the amazing thing about Exodus, it's not difficult reading. Mm. It's an incredible narrative. That's why Hollywood made a movie. Mm. It's an incredible narrative. It's not some of the Leviticus and some of the others we know <laughs> that gets a little tricky. Yeah. And you don't need to go all the context. You, no, you can read the story and say, God, show me your desire Beautiful. for your people. Yeah. And, and that is what I'm saying. Apart people look at the Bible and say, yo, that's a lot. I mean, I've barely read a book past 100 pages. Mm. Well, it's, it's made up of yeah. lots of books. Yeah. And, and take one of the books, take the book of Exodus, the second book in the Bible, yeah. um, and, and start reading about the God who is powerful, yeah. the God who is jealous for the attention of his people, the God who brings water from a rock, the God yeah. who is unbelievably loving and passionate for his people, although they don't mm. put any effort in, mm. he pays every yeah. price. Yeah. And then we start to see God. Yeah. And when I we see God... That. Our spirits come alive. And I think that's the lens that I've been saying, God, this is something that happened, but I want to see it happen again. Yeah. So God, we said move again. God is on the move again, yeah. and we want to move with him. And yeah. I, I've loved seeing, uh, I was at your home last night, I saw your boy Daniel with his, his age-appropriate Bible, but <laughs> reading his Bible there with the shirt off, <laughs> and in the lounge reading it, and, and not coerced. It's just so exciting that I, I get to tell my daughter bedtime stories, and we are, we're just going through the Exodus narrative. And, uh, That's incredible. And, and just, she loves it. It's just really, she's captivated, and she remembers those details. And I'll say, take your family on the journey. It's, it's such on. a, maybe you feel disqualified, I can't do that. Well, just read it, and then retell it, and allow that to shape your family because actually God's on the move again and he's saying would you make your mark simple just make your mark the greatest lie is that I'm still struggling with something yeah I'm still fighting something I've got a slave master in my life I can't enter no that exodus story became those slaves story it was their story Mm. let this become your story right now take Mm. a hold of it and say this is going to be my story I'm going to move again yes it's on the wall you know why Uh, we want people to go on a journey with Jesus Yes. we're not trying to do church on a Sunday and pull off meetings that's not what this is and that's not the full expression of the Mm. church we're calling a people of faith and courage to take a hold of God and say we want every bit of the freedom that he has for us and it looks like a journey Mm. so for some it's coming out of slavery for others it's pushing on through the desert and moving through the deserts and the challenges and and crossing sees where the God separates the waters. I can't wait to get there. Like it's yeah. just God continues to do that stuff in people's lives. We're seeing it. We see it. And, and God wants to do it more. From Brazilian butt to Bible reading. <laughs> incredible. What a podcast. I tell you, where else can you find such content? We love you lots. And we can't wait to see you this weekend. As Mark mentioned, yeah. Terry Virgo at all our come locations. On. So you want to come. You want to be in the room. Yeah. God is on the move. Yeah. And we want to be on the move with him as we move again. Come on. See you next week for episode three. Yep.